On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we will be doing a crash course of college basketball. Here's the idea. Uh, the Super Bowl happened last night, Tate. Uh, it's Monday night. As always, we're recording on Monday night. Uh, the Super Bowl was played last night on the on the fine network of Fox. Fox. Uh, did you see that the Super Bowl had 102 million viewers? I did see this. Four straight years of declining ratings until this year. It's going up. We're the back. Titus and Tate bump? Is it yes, happening? I think so. I is, guess we'll take credit for it. I, we tweeted, I tweeted before the game, everybody, hey, everybody, check out the Super Bowl on Fox tonight. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm not taking all the credit, but yeah, makes, it makes you cap. think. It yeah. makes you think. I don't Maybe know. a hat tip. Yeah. That's all you want, need. I just want, I want at HG Fox. HG Club Trillion, thank you for the support. Yes. 102 million. Who would have thought? Fox Sports, we do it again. Super Bowl, baby. I guess we can say Super Bowl in this program. We can, Hopefully. yeah. That's, yes. I, I, I don't know. I, I actually <laughs> do not know that. Yeah, the big game. <laughs> the big old game. We better, uh, we better rein that in. We're a little too cocky about uh, what we can and can't say. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, the Super Bowl's played. A lot of people, um, there's nothing else in the world of sports, Tate, coming up next down the pike. So a lot of people are tuning into college basketball for the first time because uh, you're, you're looking at the sports calendar. The Masters are on the horizon. Yes. But before the Masters, March Madness. March Madness. Yes. Is it? That's it. The NBA playoffs. No one cares. I mean, the NBA All Star game, I guess, next week. Yeah, in Chicago. That's, all right. Fine. Yeah, people right. maybe care cool. about that. Yeah. Cool. Um, but otherwise, it's us. It's our time to shine. It is officially our time. Uh, a lot of people have told us that listen to this podcast that they don't follow a second of college basketball. They just like to hear us BS with one each with one another. Um, which you know we we really appreciate, but it also well, makes we also jobs. listen to it too. Yeah, so we're here and we have to watch all these games, um, which is a lot more BS than us. So all of those people are going to be tuning in right now, Tate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they are coming to us. They're saying, Titus, Tate, explain to me what I've missed in the world of college basketball. Well, can we exp- can we explain? <laughs> like I can't even explain it. Can we explain what usually happens the time of the year? Yeah. People come to us and they say, okay, football is done. And for the past three years, I've been working football. So usually, I would leave football and then come right into you and say, Mark. Yeah. Where's the cream and where is it rising? Right. And is it at the top yet? And you yes. would say, yes, the cream is rising. Zion Williamson is the best player in college basketball. My cream is rising as I watch Zion. <laughs> I'm yes. watching Zion and the cream is rising. My cream is rising. This year, the cream, we're, we're not sure where it I'm is. I'm not creaming. No, no, one no one's is. creaming. Yeah, there's no cream to be found. Uh, a, there's a Tom, celibate season. There's Tom Crean. He's, a, yes. he's coaching Georgia, yes. but even his cream, the cream cream isn't even rising. It uh, is not 27 not cream. A, there's just not a lot of cream going around, um, but we'll, we'll we'll do our best to give a lay of the land. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll explain it later, but, yeah, we, we just want to do a broad picture thing, um, and, and it all makes sense in a little bit. We think. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical They're foul. All right, it is Monday night in Los Angeles. Uh, we just got done watching your North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, what, what, how would you describe that performance, Tate? I would say that Florida State has one of the best home court advantages in all of college basketball, okay. right? They think they're 57-4 and four over the past three seasons. Shout out to Brian Ives. He put that yeah, out there. I was going to say, so I, I, that, I, gonna say I follow yeah. Brian Ives on yeah, Twitter yeah, as well. Yeah, people have yes. seen that. Uh, yes. So Florida State, again, not a great year for this team, uh, or not a great team, but a great year for this team, I would say, with Florida State. So, mm-hmm. a nice win at home. What you'd expect from Leonard Hamilton, and congratulations, Leonard Hamilton. Let's deflect and d- put d- all... D- yeah, yeah, you're just, just talking about Florida, all State. About Florida State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. love the Seminoles. Uh, yeah, uh, Good game from Patrick Williams. Was, was there any hope whatsoever that when Cole Anthony came back, you might be able to make a tournament run? 
In a word. Or, or, or run to the tournament. I shouldn't Nay. say tournament run. Yeah. Nay. You never, you never thought that no. was a thing. Any which way you could put it. Absolutely not. Because at, at the beginning of the year, we remember this, we talked about North Carolina. They beat Notre Dame in a game that now seems so far removed from reality right now where Cole Anthony had – you know, an amazing game, and I think he ended up having 35 points. He still gets the points. We just don't get the results mm-hmm. uh, as North Carolina fans. And for anyone out there that thinks, oh, I don't know, Cole Anthony or Kobe White, like what is the argument, what is the comparison? Colby, Cole Anthony and Kobe White are so far apart and removed, in my mind, talent-wise right now, that I can't even really fathom it. Because yeah. one guy was supposed to be Zion 2.0, but at the point guard position, and one guy was supposed to be – uh, overrated guy from North Carolina that somehow had this scoring record. And one of them now is a star for the Chicago Bulls, and the other one, again, is on a North Carolina team that lost to Boston College on Saturday in a very ugly game, and again, lost tonight to Florida State. But can we get away from this? Can we yeah, talk about I will, something else? I will say, yeah. to be fair to you, because uh, you know, people get upset whenever we talk about Carolina too much. It's supposed to be uh, a crash you course. Never, you never yeah. want to talk about Carolina. I'm, no. I'm always the one that brings it up. Uh, so, yeah. I just we, we just were watching the game. I, they, were, they were giving Florida State a good mm-hmm. run there, and then they couldn't make a basket for 11 straight minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not great. Not uh, we, great. we also watched uh, Baylor um, take care of business against Kansas State, one by six. Uh, that Baylor team is is humming. They're, 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 what, is it the third week in a row? Are they the, they're the first team to be ranked number one for three straight weeks in this season. And again, which is the crazy. cream. Where is Yeah, where's where the cream? Show me your cream. Everyone keeps looking at Scott Drew and this Baylor team. They're like, this has to be the team. This is yep. the year. This is the people that we're going to point to and say, oh, Baylor's that team. But we still well. Let's let's do the yeah. broad picture here yes, for all the people please. that are just now tuning in. So Baylor, as you might have noticed, is the number one team in the country for the third straight week. Uh, how we got here is this: Baylor, mm-hmm. they deserve it. That's uh, you know, if that if that is jarring to you, I guess that speaks to the season we've arrived at college basketball. You're, so you're asking yourself, what makes Baylor so good? They play great defense. They have, um, they have great guards. Mm-hmm. They they have very versatile lineups. Um, they they get after it, yeah, man to man. They're they're a meat grinder of a team. Like you watch, like tonight, Kansas State was just hanging around, and then Baylor kind of extends the lead to twelve or thirteen, and then Kansas State chips back. But it, it felt like Baylor was in control at all times. That's kind of how all their games go. They don't have a single guy that that will probably play in the NBA. This is this is part of the problem with with this whole season of college basketball. Like if I was to ask you Tate right now, mm-hmm. career professional uh, salary playing basketball, professional basketball salary, career earnings, Baylor's entire current roster, or James Wiseman? Who's going to make more money? The entire Baylor roster. Mm, everyone's looking including, around. Including, Probably James Wiseman. I'd, even throw, Scott, the number one I'd even throw Scott Drew the rest of his career from this point on <laughs> as a coach into that. Um, now that you say that, Scott yeah, Drew is going to be which, making millions and millions of dollars, so maybe. Which is I don't, I don't say that to discredit Baylor or say Baylor's not a good team because, you know, I, we, we're college basketball guys. So mm-hmm. to us, the distinction is largely irrelevant in the sense that, like, we, we do appreciate great college teams that don't necessarily have a ton of – NBA talent. Like a great example, I one of my favorite all-time college basketball teams is the 2014 Florida team mm-hmm. where Scotty Wilbekin was the best player. I love that team. I will defend that team mm-hmm. to anybody. Uh, if, if you weren't paying attention to that team, you'd be like – you go look up on like sports reference or whatever. You're like, that team sucked. They're overrated. But I watched them all year. I love them. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't get caught up in the lack of talent. What I'm saying is I'm speaking to the, the neutral fans, the people that are tuning in after the Super Bowl, are going to watch this Baylor team and say, who do I get excited about? And, yes, Jared Butler is, is fun. Macy Oteague is fun. Uh, Davian Mitchell is fun. Mm-hmm. But Freddie Gillespie's fun. They're all fun. 
to us. <laughs> I don't think they're fun to uh, to a neutral guy that that wants the the basically basically the Zion people, the people yes, that are like, exactly. I, give me Zion, yeah. give me more Zion. They want to point to someone and say, okay, that's the guy who is the guy in college basketball, and he's on a team that has a chance to win, which is the Zion factor, something we've seen. Yeah, you know, every single year we've seen a group of five star McDonald's All Americans kind of come in and become stars all of a sudden and kind of fit in and, and mold themselves within a team. But now. To, to sort of put it in the one-and-done era right now is like Nick Richards, who's in his third year as a one-and-done guy, is now an he's, SEC Player of the Year, year candidate. Of yes, okay. like, <laughs> in his third try at being a one-and-done, he's finally – you know, this would have been his third strike. He's finally figured it out. You know what I mean? And that I feel like in college basketball this year, that is – it's a chance to make that run. We just watched Texas play against Kansas, and Matt Coleman looks like one of the best point guards in college basketball. And he might be. And he might be. He, who knows? And, and he's a junior, and he's at Texas. And, you know, two years ago when he was with Mo Bamba and those guys, he was an afterthought. And now you're like, oh, yeah, Matt Coleman is a really good player. That's where we are. A lot of guys that I guess were, you know, down here, maybe mid-tier guys are now mm -hmm. top-tier guys. And we have to adjust. And you just mentioned Baylor. Like, I'm looking at the 1950 – uh, you know, Final Four, and it has like Bradley in it. it just feels all like these posters we have in here. Yeah, yeah all yeah. these posters we have in here, and it just seems like of a bygone era. You know what I mean? And then I look up in Baylor. This would be the first time they've won the Big Twelve since 1950. So we're in a new bygone. There weren't era. even 12 teams <laughs> in 1950. I don't mean in the Big Twelve. I mean yeah. in the country. Yeah, in the country. Yeah. <laughs> there were like eight. And Baylor, Baylor was like was the one bad school. They were like, yeah. you would yeah. Wake Forest. You can play. Um, so that's where we are. I think it's like it, it's almost a readjustment. Yeah. So how did we get here? Uh, we got here this way. Well, we'll start with the Blue Bloods because mm -hmm. that's where everyone wants to start. If yes. you just tune in, you're what like, happened to me, my Blue Bloods? Give me Carolina and Duke, and who actually play on Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, give me your Kentucky, Kansas. These are names I'm familiar with. I'm sure they are at least kind of good, right? The answer to that is no. Carolina is historically bad. This yes. is a very, 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 very bad North Carolina The worst team. offensive team since 1957-58 yeah. as far as points per possession. For Carolina sure. or just yes. in all of college yeah, basketball? In all of college basketball, <laughs> yes. I think since Bradley in 1957-1958. Yeah. Yeah. Like the worst team of all time. Uh, Carolina is is very, very, very bad. Yes. Um, you have Duke who what, – what's Duke currently ranked now? What, what they, where, where do they end up? I didn't the, see the new poll. They're like six, right? Fifth yeah. or six. Yeah, Somewhere I mean, so in there. It doesn't matter. Cusp, Duke's yeah. in the top ten. Duke's pretty exactly. good. I think Duke – Duke still has to be reckoned with by the end of the season. I think Vernon Carey is one of the best players in the country. He's going to. What do you have? Twenty sixth and yeah. seventeen or something like that. He's yeah. going to be a first team All American. He's going to get some buzz for National Player of the Year. I don't think he's going to win it, but um, but this Duke team, for me, I was like going through like actually thinking, researching. This isn't just like a, a reactionary um, um, thought or recency bias thing. I really think this might be the worst Duke team since '07. Mm. I really like – like, the only two candidates you have are the 2016 team, the Brandon Ingram, Luke Kennard, Grayson Allen team, and the 2014 team with Jabari Parker and Ronnie Hood. And, and I think both of those teams are much better than this Duke team. If Jabari Parker played in college basketball this year, yeah, we would be talking about him as a transcendent talent, like yeah, unlike anything you we've never ever seen. Th yeah, we, Jabari Parker, the, the hyper. We almost him got to that point with him when he was here. Yeah, twenty fourteen with a yeah. lot of good teams. So I mean, th I think that's where we are. It's like we don't have singular talents that are going to take over. I guess the one guy you could point to was Anthony Edwards, and again, he's on Tom Crean's team, and no yeah, one cares. Yeah, well, so that's that's Duke. Like Duke, as I said, I'm not saying Duke is not. Good, but like we have to define, we have to like redefine what good is. Duke mm -hmm. is good compared to the rest of the yes. the, the crop. crop. In yes, this, yes, but we want cream. We don't want the crop. <laughs> we want the cream of the crop. <laughs> we want the cream. <laughs> Not just Give me the, crop. the cream. Um, so Duke, yeah, like they're they're good this year, but like historically, if you put if you did a Duke bracket of all the best teams of Duke in the last thirteen years, this team is mm. probably the worst, and if not the worst, 
they're at best like eleventh or tenth, you know. So like they're not, they're not, they're not moving the needle for people. Absolutely um, not. Meanwhile, Kentucky, Kentucky's been up and down all year. They, they, you know, I, I've been higher on them than I think a lot of Kentucky fans have been when, especially when coming off of losses, when the sky is always falling in Lexington every time Kentucky loses. But having said that, even as a guy that's high on Kentucky and thinks they can figure it out because they have great guards and Nick Richards is coming around and, and John Calipari still, you know, over the last decade has been the best March Madness coach, even though he doesn't win the title, he still, like, always wins, you know. Um, always wins some uh, a handful of games. I think I think Kentucky's going to be fine, but they still have horrible, horrible losses. Evansville, Utah, South Carolina. Um, this is not This is not a good Kentucky team. By Kentucky standards, absolutely whatsoever. not. And we saw them live in Las Vegas when they were basically saying that Ohio State was the greatest team mm-hmm. ever. And you watch quickly, you watch Maxi, and it just seems like okay, these guys, these are these are legitimate NBA guards. And Hagen's, of course, is the guy we've been talking about as a as a quote unquote superstar type guy. But it seems like every single game, it's like oh, this is Quickly's game. Quickly's got twenty seven and nine yeah. or whatever it is. But it's always uh, an ugly twenty-seven and nine, or whatever it may be. It's like with those three guys, it hasn't been able to find a formula where they all play together and make it work. Right? There's, there's not like a unit. It's a my it's turn like, it's situation. It's three individual kind of, guys yeah. doing yeah. what they need to do. So that I guess confuses you a little bit. And again, Nick Richards just you know ascended, but he was a mid-tier guy that is now on the third trip around doing well. John Calipari cares more than they do. At least it seems like like yeah. he is like so fully invested. Bruce Pearl in the Auburn Kentucky game. I thought both guys were going to have aneurysms on the sideline just to get their teams fired just up. Just to boost the rate. Oh, okay. Just to get the yeah. camera on them? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. You thought they were going to fake <laughs> Meanwhile, we're watching the Carolina Duke game from 1992, and Coach K has like at least 10 minutes of solo shots. And they're just like three cameras on him that's like fades into another solo shot of Coach K's hair and as he's like showing his ring on camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a beautiful time. We've lost the artistry of the shots. Do, do we have the ability to do sketches here on this program? Probably. Is that, is that in our Fox contract? We should do a sketch where <laughs> like you and I are playing college basketball coaches that are trying to uh, you know get get the camera. We're, we're media whores <laughs> and we're just trying to like basically where it's Bruce Pearl, John Calipari and mm-hmm. just one after another just gets more absurd what we're doing mm-hmm. on the sidelines. Just to, Did like, you hear Bruce Pearl's speech to his team before? He said, "We have no shot, men, against Kentucky if we don't have a good day. Mm-hmm. We have no shot. You got to make shots. But guess what, men? Today we're gonna have we're a good day. Have a good day. Yeah. Everyone goes yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a good day. What do you mean we're gonna have a good day? And they had a good day. And, and they, they made got shots. Yeah. You got to make shots. That was win. the highlight of the game. Um, Nothing to do with basketball. And then the fourth, uh, uh, you know, the, of the Kansas Kentucky Duke Carolina variety. Kansas, um, Kansas is definitely the best team to me. I think Kansas is the best team in the country, even though yes. Baylor beat them in Fog Allen." Um, Devon Dotson was out most of that game. Baylor deserves to be number one. I think Baylor, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll defend that. But I think like by by the time the NCAA tournament rolls around, Kansas to me should be the the favorite betting wise. Would you agree with that? Yeah, probably. Especially, I, would, I just think people are familiar enough with this Kansas team to believe yeah. that Doak and you know Dotson and these guys will they fit the mold of like oh that's the blue blood. Let's but bet even on them. even the way they're winning like isn't necessarily fun and, and exciting. They don't play like a exciting brand of basketball per se you know what i mean and they also like, they have just... a ton of controversy it seems like right or seven like we watched this texas game and tonight as a bouquet i mean not starting yeah like if you were talking about kansas basketball this year the most exciting things involving their program are all happening off the court yes um, snoop dog snoop dog the mm-hmm. bill self stuff even the fight 
against Kansas State technically happened off the court. It spilled mm-hmm. into the crowd. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't even count as an on-court thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's all so been it's okay. great. All, yeah, on the court's been great. <laughs> off the court, yeah. yeah. It's a little sketchy. Um, but, yeah, Kansas Kansas is pretty good. Kansas, <laughs> But it's the same thing kind of we're talking about with Duke. Like, is this Kansas team, if you stack them up with – I mean, they're better than they were last year, I would say. But um, historic – what you're used to seeing from Kansas basketball – I don't think this team is is moving the needle that much, and that so well, I think we start there with the big picture approach of like the blue bloods. There's n- there's no big four right there. Yeah, those are the big four. Those are your Mount Rushmore of, of blue bloods, so to speak. And then even the other marquee programs that that you might be used to. I mean, the defending national champion Virginia, uh, Virginia this year is what people have thought Virginia has been all along, mm-hmm. which is like a team that just plays remarkably slow, just glacial pace. Uh, and cannot throw the ball in the basket to save their lives. That's kind of been the stigma of Virginia all along, and you and I are, are big brain basketball people. We know that that's not true. We know that their offense has been good at times. Certainly last year it was great. Um, but this year it's horrible. It's just like it's unwatchable. I'll it's, give you the Kim Pom numbers. It's so, number, so bad. Number yeah. one in defense and adjusted efficiency on defense. Number 277 in adjusted offense. That's the Virginia That's Cavaliers. That's not good. Yeah. And, and if you asked anyone over the past until their, their last year. Their offense is worse than Carolina's. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all you need to say. Yes. 1957-1958. Uh, My goodness. Where are we? Uh, that is, is sort of in a nutshell like – Virginia is a team you could point to, or Villanova is a team you could point to where you're like, oh, traditional team that's done really well. This year, they must be doing great. They must have some moments yeah. going on. Vill- Villanova's had some moments where Villanova's like, Villanova's good, but it's the same sort of thing we keep saying with all these other teams. Like, Vill- Villano- compare this Villanova team to, like, the last, what is it, seven or eight years that they've had this stretch where, mm-hmm. where um, it feels like they've been a one or a two seed every year in the tournament. This team isn't that. They're not – again, they're, they're, they're kind of in the same boat as Kansas. Like, they're better than they were last year, but it's still not – the Villanova we all know and love, the Villanova that won two national titles in three years. Um, I mean, Michigan State came into the season. Were they preseason number one? They yes. were, right? Yeah, yep. Kansas was two, um, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan State was one. Uh, they've had all sorts of adversity. Cassius Winston's mm-hmm. brother um, passing away. They, they had, they've had a ton of injuries. Josh Langford on down the line. Uh, but even then, like, ad, amongst all the adversity, even when, like, everything falls into place for Michigan State, they still just, like, aren't playing well more often than not. Like, Z- uh, 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 Aaron Henry, I'm sorry. I was about to say Xavier Tillman. Uh, Aaron Henry, no, like, I, I've I, the Michigan State coaches know what they have in Aaron Henry, and I, they just have to be pulling their hair out when they watch this kid because he could be – he could seriously be Big Ten Player of the Year. He's talented enough to do that. And then he'll just have games where he's just, like, he's, like, one for three. And scores five points, and you're like, well, how is that even possible? I kind of call how it the, guy the, that the, the Nojo Eastern. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what I see a guy. Um, where I'm like, where is this talent not working out? So that's kind of like Cassius Winston has been great, not quite as good as he was last year, uh, but still, you know, you, you can't really say anything bad about Cassius how he's how he's played this year, um, in, in comparison to what you're expecting from him. But th- that's that's where we've arrived with Michigan State. That's part of the problem right there, like because if Michigan State is as good as we thought they would be coming into the season, that could be something we could hang our head on and be like, mm. wow, this will be interesting. 20 years since the Big, the Big Ten, Ten won a title, title yeah. which was also Michigan State in 2000. This year, Cassius Winston breaks Mateen Cleaves' assist record. Mateen Cleaves was the point guard of that team. Mm-hmm. There could have been all these parallels. There still might be. I don't know. Michigan State, I don't know if you've heard, Tom Izzo knows how to coach in the NCAA tournament. He's so, Mr. March. Yeah, but the idea of like Michigan State kind of rolling through uh, the country like we thought, that's certainly not happening. Um, meanwhile, I don't know what other what other teams jump out at UConn mm-hmm. as a team that people know. Absolutely horrible. Like I I couldn't even guess within five games how many they've won. If you told me what is UConn's record right now, I I know it's around five hundred, but 
I have no idea. I, they're, they are completely irrelevant. And I'm not even trying to take shots at UConn. I'm just being honest. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. they have not appeared on my radar whatsoever this year. Since Indiana beat them in Madison Square Garden, I think that was the last time I even paid attention to UConn. Um, speaking of Indiana, they can't shoot. Mm-hmm. They got the Archie Miller, you know, it's, it's year three for Archie Miller. They're kind of doing a, a reboot of the Indiana culture. Is, is IU back now? Now that they moved on from Tom Crean, the answer is kind of, but not really. Mm-hmm. They can't shoot to save their lives. They're great at home. They're horrible on the back. Road. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. It's, it's sort of like with Notre Dame football when people were complaining about Brian Kelly. You know, a couple years ago, they're like, "Well, he's not winning national championships." It's like, but who is uh-huh. at Notre Dame? You know what I mean? And in, in, in Indiana, you got to get back to a point where, hey, we're just going to the Sweet 16, and then we make that you know next step or whatever. I think Archie can get him there. Uh, you but talk, not this year. But not this yeah. year. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then, I mean, Arizona, you, you start looking at the West Coast, like Arizona's three best players are freshmen, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. They're good players, but, like, they're not. They're great. also freshmen, yeah. and they have, mm-hmm. like, dumb games where they, they play horrible, and it's very frustrating to watch. And and then UCLA is is, is another name. Mick Cronin is their head coach. Mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys have seen this, but. It's really all we need to say. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like the 277th, you know, best offense yeah. in the country when you watch yeah. them play. Yeah. Not so good. Uh, Seton Hall, I guess you could get excited about. People are excited about Seton Hall, but mm-hmm. they're really, the name recognition isn't quite there, and people don't, you know, suspect them to be the ranked team with Butler and Villanova, the more familiar teams you see in the Big East. Texas, I guess, would be interesting because Shaka Smart should be getting fired. But we just saw Jay Billis say on a national broadcast that he's a great man, one of the best he's, in college he's a great basketball. Man. And I agree. He's not on you the can't hot fire team. a good man. Uh, what I'm saying is, if they're not, if there's not going to be good basketball, right? I need good storylines. I need something right. interesting to happen. Yes. And even the off the court stuff at Kansas has not been able to create a through line of interest. There's been no, uh, yeah, it, yeah. If you're if you're tuning in this, like Tate and I talk about it a lot. So uh, apologies to the the <laughs> regular friends of the program that mm-hmm. hear us beat this drum over and over. But um, the FBI thing, nothing ever came of it. <laughs> you might be tuning in thinking to yourself, "Ooh, I'm ready to." Ooh, college basketball. Yeah. Let's see which yeah. programs are on probation. None. None of them are. Yeah. They're, they're none of them. Nothing happened. Nothing will happen. Michael Avenatti is 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 the the eternal flame mm-hmm. amongst a hurricane. He's mm-hmm. he's doing his damnedest. Mm-hmm. He's in those courtrooms, mm-hmm. tweeting out and Duke. He's trying to get uh, his Google searches of <laughs> yes. insider trading yes. thrown out. Um, he went to that Facebook page where you could see the data they were collecting on you. Yeah. and he was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> Is there any doubt in your mind? <laughs> any doubt in your mind that Michael Avenatti pulled up his Google search history and just just, just clicked delete all and was yeah. like, "I'm good now." Yeah. There's no clear, way they clear cookies. Clear. <laughs> and he's like, "Done, got him." And then they what come do you mean on you found door. it? I cleared the cookies. <laughs> I the cookies. And the cookies, no yes, Michael. And the uh, cookies. He's he's doing all he can, but uh, for the most part, that story, everything involving the FBI stuff. But there's not gone. even a, a market. You know what I mean? Like, there's not even a story. Like, if James Wiseman, even if it came out and it was like James Wiseman, I guess it he's literally not did. <laughs> it came out. It came out that James Wiseman, the number one recruit in the country. That Penny Hardaway, <laughs> yeah. like, this should have been the juiciest story. Like, we should still be talking. If this happened in 1996, uh. if this story came out in 1996, Penny Hardaway would have uh. been executed. Yes, he would not yes. have been fired. He would have been executed. Like, the standard that, like, people had for college coaches. Um, and it was, like, kind of a big story, but most of the, mostly anything, we people We felt bad laughed. for James Wiseman. Yeah, yeah, we felt bad for James Wiseman. Some people felt bad for Penny Hardaway because mm-hmm. he technically wasn't the coach yet. Um, yeah, what's he supposed to do? Is what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. the whole, the whole thing. Like, oh, we're just, sorry. Everyone <laughs> just moved on like immediately. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have moved on. I'm not saying we mm. should still be talking about it. It's just like that's where we've arrived. Is there's that as you said, the play on the court is horrible. Yes, um, it is. Like the you, you you look up any box score, the three point shooting this season. 
Uh, they moved the three-point line back because uh, college basketball has to become the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's very important to everyone running college basketball. Even so though it's not a filler system. You no, know, the, no the it's not. System. But not we have to turn college play. basketball into the NBA because, you know, the ratings in, for the NBA games are through the roof. Everybody mm-hmm. loves NBA basketball. Mm-hmm. The public has spoken. We love watching NBA basketball. Yes. They can't get enough of mm-hmm. it. They're clamoring for it. Mm-hmm. So why don't we take the best product in, in all of sports, which is March Madness, and make it more like – the NBA yes. by moving the line back because then you take something already great and then you take something everyone's <laughs> clamoring for, put them together. Mm-hmm. Beautiful marriage of guys shooting 19% from the three point line is basically what we got. They moved the line back, they shortened the shot clock to uh, offensive rebounds are, are 20 seconds now. Um, all, all of this stuff, the, the, the player, the, the, the freedom of, of player movements um, for, tr- for transferring, and I'm not trying to be like an old dude that's saying like ban transfers and, mm-hmm. and restrict guys from transferring. But, uh, you know, there's that. There's guys are now going pro more often. Not even – like, guys are no longer declaring for the NBA draft. I think that's, like, a designation we've seen in the last, like, five years. It used to be if a guy was putting his name in, he was putting his name in for the NBA draft. Now you just hear about guys turning pro because mm-hmm. there are guys that are like, I, I know I have no shot at the NBA, but I'm still going pro. I still yeah, want to go to Turkey. And yeah, I'll make, I'll make 80 grand a year yeah. if, if that's what it takes. Um, I just want some money. So you're, all sorts of guys are leaving their programs, creating all sorts of roster turnover because – once the guys turn pro, then teams need people, so they're asking tra- people to transfer. It's a whole thing to where the teams aren't aren't as cohesive as they used to be. They're shooting deeper three point shots that they just can't make. Just look at now. North Carolina basketball. Yeah. this is the it's story. A, yeah. And then this is the this the is the byproduct. This is what yeah. you end up with is you and I searching for the cream. We want the cream. Please. Give us the cream. <laughs> please, please. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to get his name right, but on, on NCAA, uh, you know, dot com, they put up stories and stuff. But one of the stories they put up was a championship arc, which is uh, the the Kim Palm adjusted offense, adjusted defense, and the only four teams that kind of fall in that championship arc that we have right now it's who you'd expect basically it's you know duke right Mm -hmm. kansas is obviously on that line but the team that's most interesting which is right on that through and gonzaga's on that line obviously and the fourth team is dayton Mm -hmm. and like dayton is the team that we're talking all this junk about college basketball right now and where it is as a product but my favorite stat that i've seen is that dayton had 23 field goals and 21 of them were assisted yes and that is offense is well, that's well, let's do some silver lining yes. stuff, Dayton, because okay. uh, let's give the people some good things to watch. Yes. Because uh, you know, people maybe are rolling their eyes right now, like, why the hell would I watch? <laughs> so, so, you're, so basically, what you're telling me is stop watching until March. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, no, just don't no, stop listening no, to the pod, no, please, no, no, please. No, no. no don't worry a, about that. The algorithm, we really need. We're the just saying, to help. if if it's We're, not going to be good basketball, do something else. Yeah, give us something just, else. Give us something. Yeah, give <laughs> come us on, Michael, go on, have an Eddie. Um. Uh, I think Dayton is is a bright spot. You mm-hmm. and I both love Dayton. We watch Dayton uh, in Maui. They their their offense is so much fun. They they play really really well together. Anthony Grant is a Dayton alum. Played mm-hmm. at Dayton. We love that I- the idea of that. Like a, a guy coaching his alma mater. Um, Dayton. There, there's a lot to be excited about with Dayton. And and I've said this on the last couple of shows we've done that if Dayton is playing, I'm watching them on TV. They 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 have officially reached Trump level. Not mm-hmm. Donald Trump. I mean, like Trump. <laughs> yeah, like they I mean, I mean, Trump they've trumped else. everyone else. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Um, they they'll trump anyone else except maybe Ohio State. If Ohio State's mm-hmm. playing, I'll probably watch my team. But uh, yeah, like if if Kansas and Baylor were playing their rematch and Dayton was playing, God knows who. I would. I think I might start with watching Dayton, and then once they build a big lead, I'd flip it over. Like that's where I've arrived. I love watching Dayton. I love watching Obi Toppin. They're yeah. a ton of fun. Because you love a cohesive brand of basketball, yeah. which is uh, something that we talk about in this program. We talked about the Galaxy brand of basketball. It's like, I just want to see people 
pass the ball and act like they've played pass with the each other. Just, yeah. Don't just act like you've yeah. played with each other before because I think a lot of it is uh, I don't know a lot of isolation BS for the most There's part. There's a lot of yeah I know we, we sound so old right yeah, now. No, I kind of love it. Sound, I, mean, I do too. Let's just lead into it. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> stop shooting stop, threes stop and shooting. feed the post. <laughs> Pump fake, damn make, it. Make an injury pass. <laughs> Finish with your left hand. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Triple uh, threat. There's so many. There are a lot of teams. Mm. I, I, I felt this way watching Indiana and Ohio State. IU was this way um, where it, it feels like they they are told. You know, like the drill when you're, when you're playing in high school and your coach says no shots until there's five passes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you have to run offense and make five passes. It feels like these teams are, like, even when they do pass the ball, they're just trying to <laughs> – and you know, like when you would get to the five passes, mm-hmm. then you just jack up a shot. Of course, that's how a lot of these teams are doing. No, it's they're like, counting it. Like, one, yeah, two, one, three. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a fifth. Yeah. <laughs> brick <laughs> every single time. And then it's a I run mean, back on you have the one guy on the team. <laughs> the one guy on the team has the ball after four passes, so he throws it to himself off the glass. Everyone's like, "Are you kidding me? Come on, man!" That's uh, that's where we've arrived with some of these offenses. It's just like, like they, it's. They're just doing the five passes to do them. They don't actually understand why the five passes are important or like the whole point of running offense. Uh, and 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 I totally understand that people that have been that, that have hated college basketball. A lot of NBA people will say this has been the state of college basketball for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like I I see where you're coming from is that we've slowly descended into this, but we've we've always had like top top talent. Mm-hmm. To make up for it, like college basketball has always been a little like, ugly, but yeah. there's always been like stars that it we was can. Like bad coaching was the reason that Miles Turner looked stupid. You yeah, know what I mean it was like, but we still, not, but it was but still we, Miles Turner. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it was like, oh, at least you so know, it's this fun. Guy. It's like, yeah. yeah, could this guy get out of Miles Turner's way? I don't yeah. know. Find out tonight on Big Monday. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, I'll watch. I'm excited for that. Yeah, we'll now see. it's like, now it's like, all right, this coach has a shooting guard who can't shoot. Mm-hmm. He has a center who can't catch. Passes, uh, and he's about and, to have a heart attack on the sideline. And he's ranked fourth in the country. Here we go. All right. Uh, I think that's why you've seen all the coaches, though, even Calipari and everyone. When you ask them about their team, they're just like, "Look, we're happy to put it together." Yeah. You know, it's like it's a really confusing puzzle overall, and we can't really figure it out. Um, the thing that you pointed to, which is like, here's the state of college basketball. Here's where we are. Jay Billis in the middle of the game goes, "I want to give everyone a homework assignment." I want them to go to YouTube.com, folks. And, again, type this out, YouTube.com. They got a lot of, lot of videos there. Yeah. You type in 1974, greatest game of all time, which is Maryland versus NC State, mm. and watch that game and check out the spacing on the floor. And he's like, there's none of this physicality that's going on right yeah. now. You know, people are spread out. You know, you got Lynn Elmore getting fed in the post, and you got Monty Tower running the offense for NC State. You got David Thompson dunking and, and just playing a beautiful game. And Jay Billis is sounding like us, which is like – I remember. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember. Oh, I, oh, yeah, I remember John Lucas. Oh, yeah, John Lucas from Durham, North Carolina. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that's literally what he was doing. And it wasn't – like he was telling us to let us know that he remembers that game. It was like to give young kids a yeah. history lesson. He was like, yeah. "Go watch what basketball used to be like, kids. Yeah. This we is how we used back. to play. We could get this back." It's like, remember Tommy give, Burleson? That's, that don't give up us. on college basketball yet. We can get this. And it was funny because tonight Baylor. So we we, we watch this game every every night before we record these shows. Now we come to the Fox lot and uh, they have the war room where they have thirty TVs. It's awesome. It's one of the perks of this gig. I, I love that. Um, they have the they have the room with all the TVs, so we're watching all these games going on at once. And uh, tonight we had on on the two TVs are the Baylor game, the Baylor Kansas State, and Kansas Texas. And then on ESPNU we were watching uh, NC Central playing Norfolk State. Yes, I think yes, that game ends. Central's first conference win. Congratulations. Yeah, that game ends, or and no, they start A&T. they start showing um um 
the Duke Carolina game from '92, I think yes, it was, yeah, yes. in Cameron. And as Kansas, Kansas and Baylor were both kind of had comfortable leads, but it was still, you know, like seven point games with five minutes left in both of those games. You have the number three team in the country, the number one team in the country. And I found myself just watching the '92 Duke Carolina game just because it was it was more pleasing to watch, to be honest with you. It, it was just even, more fun to like. Well, Watch Bobby Hurley step into shots, and he puts it up. You know it's in. And it wasn't even like we had yeah. the, the volume up or anything. No, it, no. We had the volume on the Kansas <laughs> game, and we were both just, like, locked in on this tiny TV. I'm watching we're... Jimmy Valvano, like, give takes. Yeah. Like, I can't even Brent hear. Brent Musburger because... is crowd serving. <laughs> we're just like, yes. That's, <laughs> that's what I want. Yes, I remember. <laughs> I want that. Coach K is, like, showing his national championship ring on television. Dean Smith's yeah. yelling at the officials. Sweating cussing. a lot. Yeah, not yeah. cussing, but, you know, you know, basically saying I would say. Oh, oh man. it was beautiful. Yeah, so the the I think that's the big distinction between this year. We and, missed nineteen ninety two. The other the other years of one and done era, where because uh, you know the college the college game has shifted dramatically. We all know that mm-hmm. as one and done came into effect, it's 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 dramatically shifted. But we've always had at least the stars, at least the one and dones have have been on the big stage. And this year, I mean, you go through the 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 top draft prospects, Tate. I don't know what order you have them on your big. I don't know what your big board looks like. Um, but you got James Wiseman mm-hmm. leaves Memphis. Yeah. He's he's Not out of here. college basketball. Yeah, yeah. You have uh, Cole Anthony at North Carolina, horrible. Not even going to make the NIT. Um, you have Anthony Edwards at Georgia, also horrible. Mm-hmm. Their team is really really bad. You have uh, say Jaden McDaniels at Washington, dead last in the Pac-12. You have uh, Tyrese Halliburton at Iowa State, horrible. They're not. You making have Nico Mannion at Arizona. Who has been okay, but he's not like you know. I was mm-hmm. Nico Nation is on life support. We'll mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's he's been fine. Um, he might be better in his second one and done attempt. You know. Yeah, that might yeah, be next yeah. Year. Uh, Lamelo Ball and R.J. Hampton go overseas. You have mm-hmm. uh, you know th- this is this is on down the line, and, and this is um, these are all like the top draft prospects, and this is a bad draft to begin with. So even if like all these guys were in, they still probably wouldn't be as good as classes of the past. And all these guys are not even relevant. Like, mm-hmm. Nico Mannion will be playing in the NCAA tournament, so at least we have that. But um, it's really Obi Toppin. Like, that's why we, I think we love Dayton so much, is you want to look at a team that has a high caliber, like, this guy will be a lottery pick, he's a star, a bona fide star, and also he's on a team that could actually win a national championship. Dayton is the only team, I think, that fits that bill. That's Day- really it. Yeah, Dayton. And maybe Vernon Carey of Duke, but Vernon Carey – Listen, I I like Vernon Carey a lot. Mm-hmm. Very productive. Mm-hmm. He's a very very good player. He's he's definitely the most boring one and done star of Duke, right? In, in the entire run of Duke. I mean, I don't want to you know necessarily point to him, but yeah, pretty, <laughs> yeah, much. pretty I mean, much. I mean, Brandon Ingram no, might be there. It was like Brandon Ingram and Vernon listen, Carey Vernon, are if both you're listening, you know, quiet and I know, guys. I know you are listening. It, <laughs> if, uh, it's not your job to entertain us, so mm-hmm. don't don't you know that's not a criticism. I'm just saying, like as a as a fan from a fan perspective, I'm not like. The cream is not rising when I'm watching Vernon Carey. Alex O'Connell, ever. start doing something. You know what I mean? When you get in the game, like give an elbow. You know, do something. Like get, get Duke back. Get Duke back yeah, to where Vernon Carey. Be. You can't even hate him. No, he's, he's not a hateable at all. Kid, Very yeah. likable, but he's not even like the fun likable like a Zion. He's like he's kind of got like Marvin Bagley's demeanor, mm-hmm. but Marvin Kennedy Bagley, makes, like, body but without, without like the months. Marvin Bagley highlight. Yes. just dunking and jumping out of the gym mm-hmm. on everybody. Yeah, he's like Kennedy Meeks with Marvin meets Marvin Bagley. <laughs> Is Vernon and again, Carey. when you hear that, you're kind of like, okay. <laughs> you know, there's Sure. Yeah, Fine, I guess. It doesn't really sell <laughs> yeah. you on wanting to yeah. watch that guy. Um, so I, I found this stat. I dug this out. So to, to prove my point, to know I'm not crazy, uh, um, 
I, I was comparing. I was looking up like so the top five teams right now. We have Baylor at number one. We have at number two is uh, Gonzaga. Number three we have your Kansas Jayhawks. Mm. At number four, San Diego State undefeated, the final team that's undefeated. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, and at number five we have Louisville, mm. the Louisville Cardinals, uh, first place in the ACC. Um, you start looking at all these mock drafts, and again, I don't know what your big board looks like, Tate, but mm. the the potential of the top five teams. These are the top five teams mm. now in the country. The, the potential first-rounders, you have Jordan Wara. Uh, he, he'll probably be a first-rounder, right? I would assume so, yeah. Uh, Devon Dotson, late first-rounder, maybe. 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 You have uh, Azabuke, maybe. He's a second-rounder. Probably rounder. not, though. Yeah he, yeah, he might not even get drafted. He's like, re- yeah, exactly. Because he, if it's 1998, If you want to complain about yeah. DeAndre Aiden in the NBA, you're not going to like You're not going to like Azabuke. Yeah, exactly. Do- Doke's probably not. Uh, Agbaji. Should probably be a first round. Yeah, he's a like first round a pick. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a thirtieth. And then Petrushev from Gonzaga. Yeah, he could be a first rounder. So basically, you have maybe three of the top five teams. Like these are these are the only guys that have any chance. Are you following me? Are you yes. tracking what I'm doing yes. here? So of the top five teams, we have three guys that might be first round picks, and even then, like none of those guys are lottery bonafide. Like that's the guy. At this time last year, at this point in the season last year, your top five teams were mm-hmm. Tennessee, mm-hmm. Duke, mm-hmm. Virginia. Gonzaga and Kentucky. Those are a the lot. top five yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, those are a lot of good players. Uh, those five teams produced 10 first round picks <laughs> I was in the say, 2019 like, NBA draft. Grant Williams, Jordan Bone. You had like Zion, Barrett, uh, Hunter, Hachimura, Cam Reddish, PJ Washington, mm. Tyler Hero, Brandon Clark, Grant Williams, Ty Jerome. And that doesn't even count Kyle Guy, who was the most yes. outstanding <laughs> player in the. <laughs> And the NCAA tournament. So uh, we are not just making this up. We are not. Uh, uh, yeah, this is. We're not, not being haters. Yeah, this we're, is. We're it. not trying to talk this bad about the actual players themselves. No. We just want to say the product, the college basketball product at large, has been affected by one and done. There's there's a divide going on. This is a very unusual season of college basketball, even by college basketball standards. Uh, this is one of the worst seasons in terms of just like pure entertainment I can ever remember. Um, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> That's where we are. I mean, I, I don't even know what the answer is either, other than the fact that, like, the actual tournament – I said this to you earlier. I was like, the tournament itself will probably lead to a great Final Four that has, like, a Duke, Gonzaga, yeah. Dayton, Baylor. You know, Final Four. Let's just say that works out. And that would be a beautiful Final Four. Would you say Duke, teams. Gonzaga, Dayton, Baylor? Yeah, I'd like that Final Four. Yeah, why not? That'd be great. I mean, people yeah. would enjoy that. We'd be in Atlanta. We'd I would watch like – I actually think, like uh, – The tournament may be great, but the season has not been great. We get accused of, of loving Blue Bloods too much on this program. Um I'm I'm doing the straw man thing again. We're we're really good <laughs> we're, at that. Too. We're getting we're, accused. Yeah, we're getting, people are saying, <laughs> um, we, we we do we do love blue bloods every so often, mm. but uh, it's not like, like a great example is when Loyola was going on their run. We were just like we've never watched Loyola. Mm-hmm. We're not going to pretend like we have. People people interpreted that as us hating on Loyola. And by people um, we mean Sister Jean. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, Very my big upset. thing is I have nothing against mid majors. I have nothing against smaller schools. If San Diego State runs the table, that would be cool. Um. My my problem with NCAA tournament runs is always like, I, I really I love the tournament, but it does suck when you get like a 2011 situation and you got VCU and Butler and like a sloppy UConn team who had Kimba, but like other than that, they did not play well in the tight. Like it just becomes you're like this is it. This is like the one moment that everyone is tuning into this sport to see what it has to offer, and you put this garbage on the biggest stage. Uh, that kind of frustrates me as a fan of just college basketball. Um, so this year, I would not have a problem with it because I think Baylor deserves – Baylor is certainly one of the best teams. And if you want to argue that they're the best team in the country, I'm not going to stop you. I think they sh- deserve to be ranked number one. Dayton is my favorite team in the country mm-hmm. this year. Um, San Diego State is undefeated. And, and, yeah, they haven't played the, the toughest schedule in the world. But 
this isn't – I mean, San Diego State feels very similar to 2014 Wichita State. Not as good, but, like, the same sort of vibe where it's like – I feel like they're going to lose in the second round, and everyone's going to say, aha, told you, told you, you're mm-hmm. overrated, whereas mm-hmm. that doesn't actually prove that they were overrated. It just means that they ran into, like, Kentucky, 2014 yeah, Kentucky. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't mind if San Diego – I wouldn't mind if any of those teams would be in it. Uh, so I, I, I wanted to make that Or dare I say Florida in the second round. <laughs> 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 I just want to make that clear because, like, we are ripping on the – that. Uh, like, if that happened, if we did get, like, a Gonzaga, San Diego State, Baylor, um, Seton Hall, Final Four – I wouldn't be mad at that at all. That no, would actually, be, that that would actually be the be awesome. best teams that we've yeah. seen all year. Yeah, those are great teams. That's what we're saying. Compared like, we're to not, the, rest the teams of the that we're talking about, we're not like talking down on those teams, right? We're just kind of saying like, this is the best we've got. Yeah, this and is it's not even that great. You know what I mean? But they, but it's not in, in, in from an individual sense, really, and from those teams really taking the next. The only team that I think is on that upper echelon level as far as the talent that's in-house and what they're able to produce is Dayton because I don't think they have top-flight talent other than Toppin and Crutcher maybe. But they're able to play at a five-star premium level to compete for a title. Other than the best player in the country. And yeah. Like, and maybe the best dude, point they, guard they in the country. Should do, they should do uh, – uh, I hope the A-10 does this. I hope we get a uh, – Dayton – whoever – Dayton uh, uh, SID, if you're listening, and you should be. Um, mm-hmm. Because, my God, it, find us, find me a national podcast that kisses Dayton's ass more than this one does. You won't. Uh, you need to do it. We need to start a campaign to get Crutcher to be A-10 player of the year and Toppin to be national player of the year. Yeah. Wouldn't that be That's insane? Fair. To have mm-hmm. nas- to have a, the conference player of the year and the national player of the year both on your team and they're two different people. It's Let's a very that Duke happen. move. That's a Duke move. <laughs> it's a very, <laughs> very early decade Duke move. Yes, it's and, a Duke and, move. Well, yeah. I was going to say, like, even when you brought up the Final Four, it's like in 2010, which I think is one of the worst, you know, tournaments and maybe ever. Who won that one? Uh, well, obviously, oh. you know, Gordon Hayward didn't make the <laughs> shot. I thought Gordon Hayward was better than that, but he didn't make the shot. Um, follow and he, through, and Gordon. Honestly, follow through. The, Hold your follow through. <laughs> with the whole Gordon Hayward, like, getting the, the free throw lane violation for Kobe to get 60 points, I'm going to tell you this. I knew after he missed that shot at half court, he would never do that. I love I mean? He's not a gamer. I absolutely love Gordon <laughs> saying that, by the way. That everyone's just everyone's tweeting that at him like, Gordon, you're the man. You're my new favorite player. I'm buying your jersey tonight. And he's yeah. like, take it back. Had he hit <laughs> that half, had he hit that heave, <laughs> he would have definitely done that for Kobe. But the fact that he didn't, no way. Uh, but anyways, there's no team to hate like in 2010 where – because people remember that game. was like, we got to knock off Duke. America's like, let's knock off Duke with the Hoosiers team. You know, let's see what in, it happens. In Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Playing, yeah. And it didn't work, but Two it still was fun. Campus, it was David yeah. versus Goliath. We don't even have a Goliath. We don't even have That's like a behemoth. Like even That's if Duke problem. made the, the the title game, it's not even a hateable team. That's like you problem. said, Vernon Carey is a likable kid. You know, it's kind of like no, okay. there's no big bad wolf out there that we're trying to nowhere. Hunt. There, the only big exist. bad wolf I know of is a name is a guy by the name of Bill Self, and yeah. I, and I don't even know if he's a wolf or a bear or whatever he may call and himself. And he, the NCAA is trying to hunt him, but like it's he's too lovable. The the enemy of my enemy is he's my like friend. He's like Bugs situation. Bunny and Elmer Fudd. They're yeah. Like, oh, well, oh, yeah. Shit. I mean, like, and if this, like I said, if this was 20 years ago, I think most of America would be like. Like yeah, let's get let's Bill get Self. Let's get him. Yeah. But now it's like, if the NCAA hates Bill Self, mm-hmm. and I hate the NCAA, I like Bill Self. Then. Yes, exactly. Bill Self's my buddy. Yeah, yeah he's I like, like let's double down. Uh, meanwhile, let's. I, I got more stuff to talk about. So the best players. Let's talk about the players in particular because uh, we, we've gone over the, the problems with the teams. The players. This is this is another problem with like the stars. So your 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 player of the year candidates. You have Obi Toppin who plays for Dayton. We love him. Mm-hmm. He's he's absolutely electric. If you you got to watch this kid play, he's he's a ton of fun. But he plays for Dayton, and we understand that. You, most of most of America does not want to find NBC, SN, whatever to mm-hmm. to watch Dayton play. Right. Uh, you have Peyton Pritchard, who I have as number two on my list of, of player of the year candidates. Is basically T.J. McConnell. That is, you know, or Aaron Kraft. 
somewhere in between. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> Aaron Graff's so offended yeah, Aaron Graff's face right there. Like, Are you kidding he, me? Uh, I took a team to a final four. Again, great player, but like, if I told you you could watch the next coming of TJ McConnell mm. this Thursday night, you, you, you're, you're going to say, is Bill Walton commentating? Because I might watch. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm probably out. Uh, my third best player in the country is Luca Garza, big man for Iowa, who is just an old school. What have I told you is 2008 and Luke Herring go to yeah. play in prime time? <laughs> just picture like Kevin McHale and mm. the current, a poor man's Kevin McHale in 2020. A rich man's yeah. Bill Lambeer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Somewhere in between. <laughs> Just picture like a picture, just like a big white dude that's got all the tricks in his bag, and he's very effective. But it's mm-hmm. like, again, is that is that moving the needle for you? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Vernon Carey, we already been over. I I have him up. He's going to be a first team All American, I think. I would assume. one of the most boring Duke players of all time. Not even good or People bad. People will kind of rem- like, like not remember his name. No, he won't years. remember. Yeah, like in in ten years, he will be forgotten, and not because he's not good. It's just like he's not Zion. He's not Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. Hateable. Or even Wendell Crazy. Carter. They even have yeah. the bomb. You what, know yeah, he doesn't, yeah. doesn't have anything. <laughs> uh, that, that brings me to Malachi Flynn, mm-hmm. who is the best player on San Diego State. You're undefeated. Formerly the best uh, player on Washington State. This is what I was yes. going to say. This is this kid is a, a three star recruit who transferred from Washington State to San Diego State mm-hmm. and is now playing in the Mountain West. And if if that doesn't get you going, <laughs> I understand completely because that's not. <laughs> That's not That's the profile. West Coast basketball, folks. That is not the profile of a guy that that everyone's going to ex- get excited about. Then you have like Jordan Wara, who you know for for as great as he's been, and, and Louisville fans watch all of his games, so they probably have a higher opinion of me. I've I've made the point before, Tate. He always seems to crap the bed whenever I watch him in the big games. Um, so yeah, like I, I imagine like neutral fans are turning on the game. They're like, oh, he's playing Duke tonight. I'm going to watch this, and then he scores six points and is three for fourteen or something. Um, these are the guys that are like competing for national player of the year, even. So even we we already did the part where it's like, here are your NBA stars, and they're not relevant. So now these are the best guys in college. These are the guys that are are considered the best players in the country, and they're all very very good. They're all having great seasons. We're all. We, I'm not tearing down any of them. I'm just saying, if you compare like the excitement levels that these guys bring to the table, uh, when when you have like, you, you just think about all the point guards that are up there too, like Miles Powell and Marcus Howard and Cassius Winston and and Dotson and Pritch, like. Can any of those guys dunk? We like honestly, we might have five of the ten best players in the, in the country might not even be able to dunk. And then if you look at the <laughs> NBA, which is again, you're trying to mirror the NBA. Every single point guard in the NBA basically just throws. It's a Russell Westbrook syndrome. It's like I want to throw yeah. this ball down yeah. as hard as I'm I can yeah. to prove a point. So it's kind of the opposite. So it's like the old version trying to play the new model, and it just really is confusing. Doesn't seem to make much sense. And as you said, there's these are the best that we've got. So we're not putting these guys down. We're just saying the best that we have this year is sort of middle of the road from what we usually expect as far as our top tier guys to point to. But I also think that we got a little too high uh, last year with Zion and our like just the whole focalized version of college basketball last year actually mattered throughout like mm-hmm. zion carried the through line throughout everyone was yeah. like okay but honestly I care. if you took zion out of out of last year you could just take the whole duke team out of uh out of college basketball last year and michigan state did in the elite eight oh I, gotcha I like that one um you could Mr. take duke March. completely out of out of college basketball last year it still would have been an incredible season it still would have been like tons of great players tons of moments i mean yeah like the whole virginia storyline in and of itself just the virginia thing like if those were the only if the only ncaa tournament games that were broadcast were just Virginia's six wins, 
to the, that's like a hell of a tournament. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, like, it's like the one of the Purdue greatest games runs I'm talking about forever. It's one of the greatest runs yeah. ever. The team is one of the, you know, maybe not the greatest teams ever, but like a ver- like they would just they would wipe the floor. If, if Carson Edwards year. played this year, yeah, he is. We're all we're talking about is Carson. Edwards. That's all we're talking about. Literally, like, this all guy we're talking is, about. Yeah, that's what's this so guy, funny to me. Yeah. There's so many different like or Jared Culver, right? If Culver's doing it this year, at Texas say it, Tate. Tate. We're, we're, Put, you've already been an old man already. Say it. Say all these guys should come back. You said Carson Edwards should have come back. Come back. This is the lesson. Should have come back. Never go pro. <laughs> Always come back, kids. No, no, no. You can go be the pro. Star. Like if you're Garrison Brooks, right, and you're in North Carolina, <laughs> <laughs> and you're having like a really, really good year, you gotta go pro. Um, you just got to. I had I had this note too because you were talking about off court stuff that could be interesting, or maybe this isn't off court because it has to do with coaching, but just the the whole storyline thing. Uh, one of the trends coming into this season is there's a lot more there are a lot more coaches who were NBA players mm-hmm. who had the brand name as as an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Most obvious example for this season was Juwan Howard getting hired at Michigan. Yes. Um, but this is sort of a movement that's happening yeah. in college basketball. Started with Patrick Ewing, or mm-hmm. not really, but Chris Mullen, Patrick Ewing, all these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, it's been happening forever. Jerry Stackhouse takes over at Vanderbilt. So you're asking yourself, well, sh- well Penny Hardaway's at Memphis. We mm-hmm. we talked about him. Uh, so you're, you're asking yourself, how are those guys doing? Maybe that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we have one of these NBA players that's coaching and and is, is doing something good. No, false, false, false. We have Penny Hardaway is sixteen <laughs> and five. He's five and three in the American. He's in fifth place. We have Damon Stoudemire at Pacific. He's in fourth place in the, uh, the the West Coast Conference. Outside of that, every single other like marquee coach that played in the NBA is in seventh or worse in their conference standings right now. Patrick Ewing going to miss the tournament, tied for seventh in the Big East right now. Also had all those like problems. Whatever happened to that, by the way? Like, remember, we were, remember, we were like, "Wow, this looks like Patrick Ewing." Might, Again, what do we might, need? Might have, I have I good basketball. Give us the stories. That's what I don't understand. Like Patrick, I thought Patrick Ewing had a chance to get fired. I thought like he was going to get fired when basically everyone was leaving Georgetown, and then we find out why, and you're just like, "Wow, this doesn't look great." And then I don't know. Well, I think everyone was like, why'd you leave? And they're like, "Mac McClung." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Oh no." Uh, Aaron McKee, new coach at Temple. Yeah. Uh, he is eleven and ten. Mm-hmm. Jawan Howard started out hot, had Michigan in the top five. Michigan is currently tied for 11th in the Big Ten. Don't th- doesn't matter who they're tied with. Don't bother looking it up. Not relevant. Um, Fred Hoiberg is currently seven and 15. He's in 13th place in the Big Ten. Terry Porter at 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 Portland's been there a little while. He's in dead last in mm-hmm. the West Coast Conference. Danny Manning at Wake Forest is in dead last in the ACC. And Jerry Stackhouse is 0 and 8 in dead last in the SEC. Vanderbilt has lost 28 straight SEC games, dating back to last season and the season before even because they lost their first game of the conference tournament in uh, 2018. So even that little like could be a fun wrinkle where it's like, oh, my God, what if Penny Hardaway versus Patrick Ewing in the Sweet 16? Oh, this would be great. It's not going to happen. No. It's never going to happen. That's not going to happen. I was like trying to think about other coaches like a King Rice or, you know, maybe like a Juan Dixon at Coppin State, but still even I, if you want to like <laughs> scrape the bottom of the barrel with like nba stars quote-unquote yeah it's not really happening and say tony bennett who yes. did play in the nba yeah. technically not having a great year not having a great year probably gonna <laughs> miss the tournament virginia's a bubble team and they're on the wrong side right now Danielle marshall is at central connecticut yep. they've won two games they're like two and 22 or something like that mm-hmm. um it is th- even that part like because i was that was something that i had my eye on at the start because i was going as we were preparing for this podcast i was going over like my preseason notes of things like kind of narratives trends going on and I had that listed. I was like, a lot of former NBA guys, more than usual. Dan, Dan Marley at Grand Canyon. Oh, I don't know how they're doing. God, but, I love uh, Dan Marley. Yeah. It doesn't matter how Grand Canyon's doing. Grand Canyon's the one school. Throw out the records. No, it's, they're always winning. It, they're I mean, always it's, winning. It's a full celebration. The party <laughs> never <Canyon>. stops. <laughs> 
Most of the time, you say throw out the records when there's a rivalry game. Grand Canyon, you throw out the records in every game. Don't even keep score. Grand Canyon has no history against anyone, so if everyone's a rival. If I told you they don't have scoreboards at Grand Canyon, would you believe it? I 100%. Think, I think you so. could t- actually tell me anything about Grand Canyon <laughs> basketball, and I would believe it. Like, if you told me that they had a ball pit and people swam in at the game, like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's Grand Canyon. What do you expect? It's just trip balls. That's GCU, son. They put 40 minutes on the clock, and you have to do as much ecstasy as you could possibly do in 40 minutes. Yes, and then Jerry Colangelo (laughs) just sits in the middle of the court and reads a book. (laughs) It's like, they're ready. Roll the balls out. USA, USA. Team USA basketball, always Uh, a Grand Canyon. Uh, Yeah, they're really – it was supposed to be Penny and James Wiseman to lead that whole story. That obviously fell apart. So then everything fell apart. Stackhouse had the lead against coach Cal in Kentucky, uh, you know, at halftime a couple weeks ago. That was probably the highlight. He should have done a Lee Corso move where he takes the picture (laughs) of, of the scoreboard. at half. get your whole team together. We're doing it. Win the half. They all slap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. So that is, that is the bad. Uh, that is what we just do. 50 minutes of bad on college basketball. I wouldn't Um, even say bad. Just an explainer. A crash course. It's an explainer. We, we, we have to be on it. You, you, you have to have credibility as a journalist. We can't, we're we're not clapping in the press box. You know, we're, we're shooting you guys straight. This is, this is the state of college basketball and we love college basketball more than anybody. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, not great that we feel this way. Uh, but there is good stuff. We we already talked about Dayton. Mm -hmm. Um, there's are, are there any other teams you like to watch? Are there any other players? Like, is there is, we 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 mentioned Obi Top and Jalen Crutcher and any non-Dayton players or non-Dayton teams that you uh that you find electric? And I will and, say I've been doing the Pac-12 update right, so I've been watching West Coast basketball and I keep mm-hmm. my eyes peeled uh for all things West Coast basketball. There's a guy by Lamine Janae is his Ooh, name. Okay. He plays yes. at Cal State Northridge. Uh, shout out Kyle. Uh, shout out to uh, to Kyle, producer Kyle, great guy, and also shout out to Mark Gottfried, aka the Godfather. And mm-hmm. the the CSUN, I mean, they're coming after us, and they really want us to come to Northridge and come to a game. I don't know if we can do that, but we definitely can support Mark Gottfried and get him on this show. Because if Mark Gottfried was sitting on a stool right here and we could ask him anything. Whoa, hold on. We have CSUN people that listen yes, to the show. They, yes. they legit listen to the show. The Matadors. Uh, we got to get Godfrey. This is, there's a vac- we're, we just spent 50 minutes talking about it. There is a vacuum in college basketball storylines right mm-hmm. now that needs to be filled. And there's only one man who can we, – we, we said we're looking for cream. Yes. Who's the man who has the most cream in this business? Yes. Mark, Mark Godfrey. Godfrey. He's yes. got the cream. Yes. That is a man with Shaving cream, cream hair cream, <laughs> all kinds of cream. Other kinds of cream. Yes. That man – is a creamer if, if, if they're <laughs> yeah, ever yes. on. He's a legend. <laughs> Bring him here. With Get Jim him here. Mer- Mo Williams, Jim Eric, Mark Godfrey. Steve Lavin, our yeah. colleague at Fox. Get him all, all right here. here. All yeah. right here. We need to pay it happen. That's uh, the panel. Because then we can all watch these horrible games yeah, and dude, just talk about other stuff. We're, we're, we're taping every one of these shows. So we're technically on TV, even though this isn't on TV. Yes. Um, we're on YouTube, which is basically TV, it's TV. for, it's for a, Gen it's Z. Screen. It's yeah. Gen Z TV. TZ. Yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> if, if we're going to have a TV show about sports, we have to do a segment where it's like the big panel, where we just have like 40 mm. people circling the table. And w- what if we had like one circle and then we had an outer circle? Mm. And yeah, oh my God, dude, this is a great idea. And then people have to do like, ideas. you know, a yeah. raffle. They have to put their yeah. paddle up. Yes, Coach Godfrey, what do you have to say <laughs> about that? I would have paid him $80,000. Oh, 80000 here. I would say uh, – w- uh, to answer my own question that I asked you about <laughs> about Dayton or or, or non non Dayton players or, or teams that I like, um, we have to give a shout out to San Diego State. They yes. are undefeated. I yes. think San Diego State has become must watch. Um, they aren't. I, I will concede they're not like the most fun team in the world. But Malachi Flynn is a ton of fun, and they are undefeated. And you have to respect that, Tate. It's February. Yes. The calendar has turned to February. Um, like I said, there, this isn't this isn't a Kentucky in 2015 undefeated situation where they're a juggernaut just ripping through everybody. 
Uh, it's more like the 2014 Wichita State situation. But they're still a great team. Like to to to, to go undefeated, especially th- in this landscape of college basketball, where it's impossible to have a good team, and 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 even the great teams are losing head scratchers. Duke lost to Stephen F. Austin at home. Um, to 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 stay unblemished, and they do have some impressive wins. They beat Iowa, who's mm-hmm. very very good. They beat Creighton. Um, I'm I'm trying to think about. They won at Utah State. They wiped the floor at Utah State. Utah State was up ten on them on Saturday. I was supposed to go to the game. I didn't go to the game. I'm sorry. Kawhi Leonard went to the I let, game. I let down the – I had some, some Paul SDSU. Paul Jordan went to the game. I know. I should have gone. Steve had, Ballmer went I to the game. I had some SDSU people tweeting at me that they were going to buy me tacos, and I almost drove down. But I didn't have a ticket, and I I, I, I don't know how to apply for credentials. Here, here's what you got to put out to the world. A lot world. of excuses. Well, there's a, lot a, of excuses. No, there's a lot of people that like will ask you something like that, like, Mark Titus, please come to our game, and then they'll offer you tacos. That's great. What we need is tickets. We need tickets <laughs> first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We can we'll get press like press passes are not fun. We want tickets. We want to and be in the experience. I want free tickets. Let me yes. make that clear as well. <laughs> yeah. Like my God, I'm about to get. Have I ever told you the story that uh, when I was? I think this, uh, is, this is part of why I I wasn't a Pacers fan growing up. But first, for the first reason mm-hmm. I wasn't a Pacers fan is because I, I hated Reggie Miller. Yeah. Um, he just he just didn't do it for me. He was he was a whiner and he just like I, mm-hmm. I could just see through his BS and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. sorry Reggie for listening. <laughs> not uh, a but, colleague. It's fine. Yeah yeah yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's not on this network. Okay, fine. I'm good. Uh. No, I, I, I just didn't love Reggie, but then uh, mm. what what continued my my frustration with the Pacers was when I was in high – this has nothing to do with the Pacers. This has to do with my experience. When I was in high school, uh, Dwayne Wade, right before Shaq got to Miami, Dwayne Wade and the Heat were playing the Pacers in a, uh, a playoff series. Very, mm-hmm. very young Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. And this guy I know from my church who is like a family friend um, – he knew I was. He knew me and my brother loved basketball, and we did. We liked the Pacers. Okay, they had they had some good players, yeah. right? Um, this was mid two thousands. So he he asked us. He has extra tickets to the playoff game. I had never seen playoff NBA playoff basketball in my life. They're in the nosebleeds at the top, and he's like, "Would you guys like to come with with me and and my wife to the game?" We we're like, "This would be incredible." That mm-hmm. that this family friend knows that we love basketball. So I am probably shit. I I don't remember how old I would be doesn't matter i was probably like 16 15 mm-hmm. something like that i go to the game uh we have a great time i think the heat end up winning um we go back home two days later uh i see the guy at church and and he he comes up to me and he's like hey uh if you could talk to your parents and get me that hundred dollars when you get the chance that would be great and it has scarred me to this day i've never been swindled and bamboozled in in, in such a way 15 year old me was just staring just like I'm sorry. What? Like now, I have to ask my parents for a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. For an experience you already had. Yeah, sound like I already had. Like I can't take it back. Like I can't. It's, it's not a product. It's like I can't just like give it back to the genius. guy. Genius. I like, need to start yeah. doing that. You guys want to come to the game? Yeah. Uh, so now I'm like on high alert. Anytime anybody's yeah. like, I have a ticket for you. They're like, Hey, hey man, you want to come to the Drake concert? I got an extra ticket. I'm like, How much? Explain to me exactly how much. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> and uh, Drake's not gonna rap. He's just gonna let the music play and dance. And then hold the microphone out <laughs> and, then, and make the crowd yeah, sing it. Actually, yeah. you have to do more work at a Drake concert mm-hmm. than Drake does. Um, a lot of fun. Yeah. There so, we are. Well, I'm yeah, sorry to hear yeah, that. I yeah. mean, I think if you get you a ticket, you know, and and make it honest, and no, don't make you pay hundred dollars. Don't, don't ask yeah. your parents for hundred dollars. Everything will be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. San Diego State undefeated. I like San Diego State a lot. Yeah. yeah, watch San Diego State. Uh, Gonzaga. <laughs> Um, Gonzaga's fun. They, they they play up and down. They uh, that's they one thing that matters. Offense. The West Coast is yeah. battling to see who will be the supreme team in the West region. That They'll is actually something. Yeah, yeah, we should watch for. We yeah. care about that. Yeah, we do care about Gonzaga that. Gonzaga versus San Diego State. Uh, the way it's currently st- structured right now, Baylor's is almost certainly going to be a one seed in Houston in the South Regional. Mm-hmm. Kansas would be the one seed in the Midwest. Um, 
And then that leaves San Diego State and Gonzaga fighting for the L.A. regional spot. And whoever loses that fight is going to be sent to New York City. And a lot of people seem to think San Diego State deserves it because they're undefeated. That Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. But Gonzaga's wins are better. Gonzaga lost to Michigan in the Bahamas, which at the time was a head-scratcher. Then Michigan kept winning, and it was like, oh, that's actually a great loss. And then now it's like, whoa, not a great loss at all. So uh, it's very confusing to figure out like how you – here, here's your lock decipher of, all that because I think Vegas <laughs> Vegas would probably say Gonzaga is better than San Diego State, right? Absolutely, yeah. and I think Vegas in America would. And I will say this: uh, if you want to go ahead and put money on something, here's your money. The East number one uh, seed will be Duke. Uh, you can lock that in, <laughs> uh, and then the number one seed in the West will be Gonzaga, and San Diego State will be the number two seed in the West. I think San Diego State. Uh, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think they're going to be number two in the West because mm-hmm. if they go undefeated, they're definitely one. Obviously. So yeah, but it's still, a lock. I, uh, but I, I don't, don't see think, it happening. You don't think they're going undefeated? I don't think so. I could see them losing in the uh, uh, in the tournament, in the Mountain West tournament. Yeah, yeah it's a tough tournament. It's almost, it's almost I think better they to lose. Want them. to lose in the tournament? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to rip you off. You want to like, be a two seed. Yeah, it? yeah. With Gonzaga and all yeah. the pressures off. Yeah. But then sometimes it feels like San Diego State's the kind of team that will put like a banner up for being the number one seed. San Diego State will a million percent hang a banner if they're a one seed. And or if they go undefeated in the regular season, exactly. Even the right, reg- but no, that that works. You go undefeated the regular season, you Losing get your banner. So yeah. losing the conference tournament, you still get your banner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, 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 everyone's a winner, <laughs> and you get no eyeball. Like you won't get Zaga to yeah. take that. You won't yeah. get Zaga to be the number one. Seed. Yeah, you. I would much rather be the two seed in the West than the one seed in the East. If I was, I'd much rather be the uh, eight seed um, if I was the Florida Gators and San Diego State was the one. seed. Exciting players to watch for on the uh, Fox Family of Networks: mm. Marcus Howard, Miles Powell. Uh, we've there, there's a divide going on. We we have drawn the line in the sand. We've said we're Team Miles Powell. Correct? Or am I yes. speaking for you? Of course. You mean I, this upset a lot of Marquette fans? They were throwing all their advanced nerds, advanced stats Look. at me. Saying Marcus Howard does more with less, and I'm like, well, the reason he has less is because he ran the guys off the team because he shoots so much. Um, but you know, there's no wrong answer, but Marcus Howard is definitely the wrong answer. We love Marquette <laughs> because Marquette, Marquette. Uh, we love Tommy Boy. Uh, we love Wojo. We love Tommy Boy. We, you know, we talk about Tom Cree. Was Tom Cree considered Tommy Boy when he was there? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do, Tom do we have Cree. Tommy? Yeah. That's Tommy what, that's Boy what D-Wade, D-Wade yeah. called him. Tommy Boy. <laughs> Uh, we we're a big fan of Marquette basketball. I think that they've supported the the product over the years. So it has nothing to do with you guys. It has to do with Marcus Howard. Uh, and we just decided that we're gonna stick with the Hauser brothers. You know the Hauser. Yeah, twins. I think so. Brothers. No, I Marcus Howard for me is like it feels like empty calories to me. What else does he do? Uh, yeah. He doesn't play defense. Mm. He's he doesn't have a lot of assists. They're not really winning that much. They're they're better than. I guess I thought they were, but they're still not. Like Marquette is not. He's going to be a lot of fun in the tournament. Seton Hall's in the first place in the Big East. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, Seton Hall locks up. They play D, and Miles Powell still gets buckets. Yeah, so. and Bill Raftery is getting a bobblehead night from Seton yeah. Hall, so they're not doing yeah. that at Marquette. Yeah, where's the to- where's the Tommy but, Boy Tom but Cream I will say uh, we, we, the the caveat is Tate and I are idiots, and um, Marcus Howard is a ton of fun. So like, if you're just tuning if in, you, you just watch you, someone gun and just score. Go nuts. Watch Marcus yeah. Howard. Yeah, the, Marcus Howard is number one. Uh, he's literally leading the country in scoring, right? But he's definitely the guy. Even if he's not leading the country in scoring, he's definitely. Uh, the guy most likely to drop 50 on he, any given Yeah, he's similar to Jimmer in that sense. Yeah. He's also similar that he shoots almost yeah. every time he gets the ball. <laughs> um, 
Is that it? Like, what else is there to talk about? What else is the to update the people on? I want to shout out LSU real quickly. We did not bring them up. I think Will Wade and LSU again. They were the butt of the joke last year because of the Nasri and all the you know the three hundred k one hundred k. But now, now yeah. they stopped cheating. So yeah, and now they're fair yeah. and they, uh, they balanced, also. and now they're playing a great game. Uh, I think they they're still undefeated. In the they're SEC. still undefeated. In the yeah. SEC. So they're I just want to bring them up. Yeah, yeah. here are um, here are some uh, uh, here are teams that are leading power conferences state currently okay. in the standings. You ready for this? Yes. This is the state of college basketball. Uh, LSU is in first place in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Baylor, as we've said, is in first place in the Big 12. Illinois is in first place in the Big 10. And Seton Hall is in first place in the Big East. Meanwhile, these are teams within a game of first place. So they're just one game back. Mm-hmm. You have Colorado in the Pac-12. They're one game back. Love Colorado. USC. Mm. Rutgers. Rutgers. One, your family, <laughs> your religion, and Rutgers basketball. Thanks one game, me. one game back mm-hmm. in the Big Ten standings, along with Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes, and uh, Florida State is currently one game back in the ACC. So these are these teams are all vying for power conference championships. That's where we've arrived. Wow. So yeah, LSU in first place. Yeah, LSU. Congratulations. Um, doing it. I want to give a shout out to, uh, and this is another thing that that the people should be made aware of. Uh, a shout out to Frank Hafe, the crop duster, mm. a man who I call the crop duster because every time he takes a head coaching job, he takes a massive, he he lets out just a massive fart. And then he runs from the program before the stench sets in. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it at Miami. He did it at he left Miami in shambles. Mm-hmm. Jim Laranega had to come in and clean up that mess. He left Missouri in shambles. Who the hell knows what's happening with that mess? That's still in the process of being cleaned up. Um, Frank Hayth is back, Tate. He uh, Tulsa just beat who did they just beat? Was it Houston? They just beat Houston, yes. right? Yeah. yeah, they just beat Houston. Elijah Joyner. They are seven and one. They are in first place in the American Athletic Conference. They are are firmly on the bubble. They might make the tournament. Frank Hayes has not made the tournament since 2016. He made the first four at Tulsa. Yes. If you don't count the first four, the play-in games as the real tournament. He has not made the tournament since 2013. Frank Hayes is back. And he's very excited about it. Yeah. He's very happy. And I think America, he's a familiar face. I think a lot of that has to, you know, kind of play out in the tournament where it's like, oh, my God, Kelvin Sampson, he's a Houston. Yeah. I like Houston now. You know what I mean? Oh, Frank Hayes at Tulsa. Oh, I kind of like Tulsa now. So, Good moment for Frank Hayth, and obviously the big celebration this no, weekend. No, they beat the they winner. beat Wichita State. I'm the crossing Wichita, my stream. Yeah, they yeah, beat yeah, Wichita they beat, State. The reason I was thinking of Houston was because you just brought up Kelvin Sampson. Yes, Houston uh, uh, lost to Cincinnati, and the Houston kid bit the Cincinnati guy. We have to and talk he got about suspended that. for a game, right? Yeah. yeah, for one game for biting, for biting, and one game for tripping. And I would say this: like if you bite someone, that's, can you imagine? That's a five game suspension. What if he bit the guy while holding a stool above his head? What do you? Uh, <laughs> Like his whole his whole family would be wiped out. Yeah, they just line forever. them all up with yeah, the firing yeah, squad. Yeah, and just they're like, like you're done. Like oh my god, you're done. This is it. How dare you bite? <laughs> he got one game for biting, and Silvio De Sosa threw like four punches, missed on all of them, and then picked up a stool. And they're like, you're done for twelve games. Twelve get games. out of here. Yeah, get out. Um, yeah. Do you, do you see? I, so this was hilarious. The the I, I had this quote written down because uh, I found this very funny. Uh, Kelvin Sampson, the post game was asked about. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce the kid on Houston's name. Dijon Giroux, I think. Um, he, he's the guy who, who bit the Cincinnati player. So Samson gets asked about in the postgame. The Houston guy gets ejected. Samson's asked, and he says, I just watched the film. I watched it three times to make sure I was right, too. If you watch it once, you might be wrong. I watched it twice. I watched it three times. I had my staff look at it. There was no bite. And then 24 hours later, he says, my initial statements in Saturday's post-game press conference were based on the video from an early part of that scrum. After further reviews from multiple angles, it can clearly be seen that Dijon Giroux bit Mamadou Diara. 
So in in 24 hours, he was he said I watched it three times. I'm smarter than all of you. You're mm-hmm. idiots. There was no bite. And then, but just the, the 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 words he used in his like apology statement were hilarious to me. It's like pretty clear he's just like reading from a sheet. After further reviews from multiple angles, it can clearly be seen that Dejan Jaro bit Mama Dudiar. But what's the, even the point of that, right? Like no. he knows that he's never going to admit that, and now he has to like in a in a written out statement. So it really has no weight to it. So it's kind of like just leave it alone. Uh-huh. He's a biter. Yeah, and it is what it is. It's kind of yeah. like in rap music, you know, when you find out like Drake's been stealing lines from other people, and you're like, oh, he's a biter. It's like, oh, there you go. <laughs> you're like, yeah. whatever, just let it be. You know what I mean? It's fine. No one cares. Uh, also, I had to point out Tulsa. First time they beat uh, two ranked opponents at home since 1968, 1969. The race is 69. Oh wow, Frank Hayes. Wow, look at yes. that. There you go. Congrats, Tulsa. Stat of the day. Um, I have two shout outs I want to give. One, Pat Connaughton. Uh, dunk contest. He's he's in the dunk contest. Yes. Yeah. Mike Bray's back. <laughs> Mike Bray uh, was at the All Star or no, he was at the finals. He was at the he was finals. Yeah, he'll be at in the Toronto. All-Star He's game. gonna be at the All Star game in Chicago. Mike South Bray Bay? dressed up like drive. Shaq with the big camcorder yes. and the yes. the uh, beanie on his head. And the sunglasses. And the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Did the the Ali G sunglasses. Yeah. Shazam two <laughs> coming out. Mike Bray's in it. He's got a Kango hat on backwards and his shirt off. Just inexplicably, <laughs> absolutely. And a Maui shirt yeah. still on. In Chicago in February, <laughs> he's just got a sh- sh- Maui gym shirt off. Um, oh my God! It is in Chicago. He's he's a hundred percent gonna. Oh be yeah, there. no, it's forty minutes or whatever. It's in it is. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty. Oh, minutes. he is a hundred percent gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, of I was I was just joking. No, the joke he, is over. Yeah, it's time so to get joking. serious. He Mike Bray will be there. Yes. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Damian Lillard too. Have you seen this? Have, you, have you heard about this? Yes, he's amazing. Oh my God, the MVP. Last six games, forty-eight point eight points, ten point two assists, seven point two rebounds. And Portland is five and one in those six games. And for people that forgot, this man basically ended Oklahoma City's team last year. Like he hit a three and then waved goodbye to them, oh and their God. whole team blew up. And then again, they made it to the conference finals last year. I, I, what's funny to me about Portland is that no one is talking about the fact that Carmelo Anthony could go to Portland, Portland could win a title, and Carmelo could win a title on the West Coast before LeBron James. Do you think Portland's winning the title? I think they have a chance this year. Uh, they have a chance. Oh, I will if Damian Lillard. Averages forty eight point eight points. They're the eight 10.2 point two. They come in as the eight seed. They beat they beat the Lakers as the one seed, I like and it. make a run. They do the uh, yeah yeah. Well, they did no seven. With the Warriors yeah. did no seven in the Mavericks. Yeah, there you go. Dame Lillard and uh, we all famously remember the Warriors winning the title that year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly what the Warriors did. Just do just do. <laughs> Baron Davis and the Warriors went right to a title. It was awesome. March to the title. <laughs> Jason Richardson. Just, just follow that. that blueprint that was very clearly established in 07. <laughs> By Baron Davis dunking on Kirilenko. Uh Anything else before we go? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's it. No, I'm excited. That's to come it. Back. We we yeah. we crapped all over uh, uh, college basketball, but um, I don't we know. I it. felt like I felt yeah. like coming into tonight. We, um, I don't know. I had, I had a lot of people texting me like, "Now what do I like? Get me up to speed." A lot of my football friends. That, that well, people watch expect me, like, you to, to have like, the maybe right we should do a show like this. Or at least something then, going on. Yeah. Yeah, I was just being honest. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's it's not great, but the tournament is is coming up in a month, and that'll be fun. Are you excited that uh, football is over? I feel like Andy Reid, this whole area, it kind of feels like Virginia in the NFL a little bit where it's like, now that we're yeah. done, what's next? You know, it's kind of like in golf, like when Phil Mickelson wins a major. It's like, well, well, it's who's funny. next on the list? You bring up Virginia. You bring up uh, uh, the, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I think, I, I said it before, I think can't, I, I'm cheering for Dayton. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a lot of, I'm throwing a lot of hooks out there and hopefully one of these takes. Yes. I'm cheering for Dayton to win the title. Mm-hmm. Obviously cheering for Ohio State, but take that out of the picture. Uh, I'm cheering for Dayton to win the title. They're my favorite non-Ohio State team. Um, but I think Kansas is going to win it because yeah. I think the Chiefs win. Now Kansas is going to win. They're going to do the FBI. Th- we're mm-hmm. we're going to have 
the, the state of so Kansas. This is huge for the state of Kansas. <laughs> the state Kansas, of Kansas is so excited right now. As we know last night, the state of Kansas <laughs> with the big win. Uh, and, and Kansas is going to win. And uh, we had God's plan last year with Virginia. We're going to have Rudd's plan this year with Kansas. Paul Rudd is getting two titles, State. Congratulations, Paul plan. Rudd. You yeah. finally it's done Rudd's it. It's Rudd's plan. Yeah, it's Rudd's plan. We're and, and, and the, the meme is going to hit a critical mass of him saying, who would have thought? Look at us. Someone make this meme now. All you memers out there, yes. get Paul Rudd. Uh, he, he's wearing a, a Chiefs hat, mm-hmm. and he's saying, who would have thought? Look at us. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to, to, to Paul Rudd wearing a Kansas hat, a Jayhawks hat, and he's mm-hmm. like, not me. And then they're talking to each other. Yes. And it's great and, for the, and, the and one a, state of Kansas. And it's a build into the one show he had on Netflix yeah. where he was playing like two of the same. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. My mind's blown. Yeah, My living with yourself. Living with yourself. And then it pans up <laughs> to the sky, and it's just Paul Rudney Winks. And, then, and it's just the outline of the state of Kansas. <laughs> Poor Missouri. I also I kept thinking, like, what if it was Indianapolis, Ohio? Like, if yeah. <laughs> like I can't believe uh, it's just it just was so good. Yeah. What a time. Very, Congratulations. Very Super Bowl live. All right, that's the show. We'll be back on Friday. Uh, I think we're going to have our first guest. Um, we're supposed to. Mm. I don't want to say who it is because then I don't want people to be mad at him or her mm-hmm. for canceling. He's an MVP. Or hers and she's an MVP. Mm. Don't don't give it away. You're right. You're right. Don't give it away. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully have a guest on for Friday. Uh. And and we're gonna we're gonna look into the uh, for for all the pessimism and cynicism we had on today's show, Saturday Tate mm. is going to be a ton of fun. It's Redemption Day. Uh, big rivalry weekend, mm-hmm. ton of great games coming up in college basketball. So we'll probably talk about. A you don't have to watch those. Carolina Duke yeah. this year. Just yeah. let it go. <laughs> Just let it go. Um, we'll, we'll, we will we will preview some of those because it's going to be Saturday is going to be an awesome day. It should be the best day of college basketball. We'll watch games season, together so. and we'll give the full report. Yeah. We'll know yeah. more. So uh, we'll be back Friday. See you guys.